Hey, we're back, and uh, make sure you stay tuned here. We're going to part two of uh, dry, drywall. No, wall cut. No, sheetrock. Is it called? What are we calling it, Rich? Wallboard. Wallboard. Wall coverings. That's what we're talking wall about right after this. Not. Yeah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here I come to save the day. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, we're back. Make sure you click on that subscribe button below, ring the bell, and uh, leave us a note. We want to know if you call it sheetrock, drywall, uh, wallboard, because they call it all different stuff across the country. So uh, leave us a note below. Let us know what you guys call it in your area. And with that, we're going to get started with the, the colorful stuff now, I think, right? There, yeah, there we go. We have more colors. Green, blue. What's all that stuff for, Rich? So last week we talked primarily about interior or dry location wall coverings, wall okay. boards. So those were your half inch, quarter inch, five eighths, you know, even up to one inch drywalls, right. um, sound deadening and, and et cetera. So if you want to learn more about drywall or wall board for dry locations, that would be the previous episode. Sure. But this one, we're going into wet locations, wet, damp, and exterior even. Ooh. So we do use gypsum board outside uh-huh. on certain applications. Mad so man. first one you got there, is basically it's for a damp location, moisture resistant drywall. Right here. So that's good for good for kitchens. Okay. You know, your backsplash areas and you know where the sink is, you might only need it on the one wall. Uh it's good for bathrooms, but not in the shower. It would be, you know, up to the shower opening. But then why the do I see it all the time walls. when we we tear out a, a tub and tile and we find this stuff behind it? And what condition do you find that stuff in behind it? Oh, it's not great. I'm just telling you. I I telling you where I find it. I know. <laughs> I'm not telling because you what it's, condition it's in. <laughs> right. It's not meant to be used in a wet location. They shower in a bathtub enclosure. That alcove is considered a wet location, so yep. a water resistant drywall is not the right idea. Correct. So you want to use something that's a little more durable, which we'll get so, to later. Yes. So this one here, it's just moisture resistant. We used to call it green board. Uh, and then you can also get mold-resistant drywall. So if you have a bathroom and you want to have a shower in there and you take steamers all the time, mm-hmm. this one here is mold-resistant. So that way you don't have, you know, if you have a higher humidity in a bathroom or another location, it might be your basement. Yes. So you don't have the organics on the face. Right. So it's it's less likely to start molding. molding. So nothing wrong so with that one. Getting moldy, not not moldings. Yeah. Okay. But the other thing too, though, is, I mean, a lot of times you can actually fix that problem with better ventilation. Oh, that's true. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, you're you don't want to use it in a, in a wet location or a high humidity, but if you're so high that, you know, you pulled down the wall and it was all moldy, you might have a sign of a water issue that might need right. to be addressed. So using mold resistant drywall can help, but you really need to address the excess humidity or, water leak if you will correct but I, I like the idea of putting in basements they always seem to be damp more humid and the same with the bathrooms to use that in there that's that's going to be a better better use for that product right so going down into basements and almost into the exterior literally um are paperless drywalls so paperless yeah. drywalls these actually are gypsum board with a fiberglass mat on them mm-hmm so on both sides. So those, you have literally no organics. 
they're pretty durable. They don't dent very easy. The right. fiberglass does, the mesh does keep it tight together. The one downside to that is that if you're taping the joints, when you, where you tape, it will be nice and smooth. <laughs> yep. And the rest of it may be slightly textured. So yep. you'd want to do what we call level five finish, which is typically a skin coat over the top of that. So that as you're priming, it all takes the paint the same and you won't end up with a strange texture difference. But that is a great product for some exterior work undercover and for basements and wet locations. Right. So and we use definitely holds in, up a lot better. We use this in basements all the time. Now we don't even use regular drywall. But like, and like you said, the downside is the drywall has to skim coat the entire wall because you do yeah. have, it almost looks like a canvas, you know, where you, mm-hmm. you smoothed out where the tape joints are, but then the rest of it got all the X's and stuff like a canvas would. Um, so, you do have to skim coat the entire thing, but well worth it. Um, we use in basements. We have never had any issues with mold growth or anything like that with it. So it's a really yeah, so good product. I just mentioned that taping compounds are not organic either. Most of them are actually just a lime base or even a gypsum base and water. Mm-hmm. And we have contractors down here that actually liquefy it and they use a sprayer and they will spray it on the wall and then trowel it off. That's their skin coat. Oh, wow. And that's how we get a level five finish. So that's in lieu of like a regular primer. Right. Uh, and then the, the wall is still primed and painted. But by skin coating it that way, it really takes and knocks, the, you know, makes it look a, like a really nice. But it's it's a whole nother step. You know, right. obviously another step means more money, but it gives you a beautiful finish. Yeah. And we've watered it down to uh, and used a roller, a thick nap roller. Yeah. And then you roll it on and then you come back with your, your taping knife and skim it that way. Um, but mm-hmm. I like the idea of spraying it too. That's even probably even faster. Yeah. You mean, well, I think down, you know, because down here, everybody, there's very rarely do you see smooth drywall. It's becoming more popular now, but because we didn't have good drywall tapers, right? They just did knockdowns. Right. So they just spray there? the wall with. Hmm? How long have you been down there? In Florida? Eight years. Okay. So eight years ago, there was a, a new standard brought to the to Southern yeah. Florida. No, we're not doing that knockoff stuff. We're going to have a nice, smooth wall. Right. And, I'm going to teach you how to finish drywall. Right. And, and that, that's all so because that, of Rich moving down there. I'm, I'm, I'm blaming nah, you probably not, but <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with a lot of northerners moving down, though, because yep. it, it, they just like, don't like the texture. The problem, too, with a textured wall is if you have to cut into the wall for anything, it's so hard to match the texture. Yep. You yep. know, literally almost make foam mats, mm-hmm. you know, t- patterns off of an existing portion of wall, then put mud on this one and then stick the pattern on there. So, cause you can't replicate a knockdown in a eight inch area. No, it's just impossible. No, you, you skim coat the whole wall and then you go back yeah. over it and redo the whole thing again. I thought I was supposed oh, to see all the different seams behind my paint job. <laughs> what is going no. on here? No, I, I got to stop renting. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's part of it. I think. <laughs> all right. So that's good for a, a damp to wet location. Um, but now if we get into really wet locations, such as your shower and bo- backer boards for tile, yep. um, I, we used to always use, you know, we had green board and stuff, which we found out isn't the best idea. Right. So there's a couple of different manufacturers out there. One is like Den Shield, uh, which is very similar to what we just showed. It's a fiberglass map, but it has a little different uh, composite interior. So it's good for wet locations, exterior soffits. Uh, you'll see, you know, you're going through your bank drive through yeah. If it has a nice finished ceiling, yeah. odds are it's got den shield on the ceiling, and then they put a stucco or some type of finish over that. But 
you can do that. We use it in wine rooms, okay. places where I may have additional humidity. Um, and you can use it as a tile backer, but I still think there's better products. And that's kind of where we're at now. Okay. Um, what we've got here is a, is a, a pro, uh, cement-based products for tile backers. So two name brands that we typically see the most are Hardy Backer, yep. which Hardy Backer is kind of cool because it's a smooth finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's anywhere from, you know, it's like three-eighths thick, but it has a grid pattern already built into it. So if you use a little care hanging it, your level lines and plumb lines are actually already embossed into the finish. Oh, yeah. So it can make setting a little easier, but we still go a step further. We always... In, we always waterproof over that concrete board using either a Curdy system or a roll-on waterproofing. Yeah. So then we cover those lines anyway. Right. Exactly. So, but but because they're concrete, they can sit in water. They're not going to dissolve. They're not going to mold. They don't rot. They don't break easily. So they're really great products for showers. So mm-hmm. the other one that I would recommend would be your your Durarock. Which is, so yep. Durarock, again, is a name brand, and that's probably been the one that's been around the longest. Hardy Board came in after Durarock. Yes. Um, but but used by that, like quarter inch thick for embedding floors. Mm-hmm. You know, put down your half inch plywood, and then you put down a slurry mix of, of thin set, really liquid, pour that on a the floor, then put the Durarock down, and you throw some screws in that. Let that cure overnight or two days. Yeah. Your floor will feel like it's a cast concrete floor. <laughs> yeah. It stiffens it up so much, and now you'll never have a failure in your floor system because you've got a waterproof barrier or water manageable barrier between them. Right now, have you ever taken so, one of those out and had to take yes, the rock off? Yes, it's no fun. Oh, uh, it's brutal. It's absolutely it's no brutal. bueno. So yeah, uh, we actually had to take one of our bathrooms apart. We did fifteen years ago because they were ready to update. And oh my God, we spent more time taking that out than a, an old concrete bathroom. We talking about that's why they invented needle guns. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's basically almost what you'd have to do with it because the floor scrapers don't work because nope. you've got screws. I think the manufacturer recommendation is screws every eight inches in each direction. Yep, six or eight. So you can only imagine the number of screws in there. Yeah, we've got you a special- so basically what you're doing is tearing up the Dura Rock in little shreds and parts and pieces. Yep. And then trying to take the screws out after the fact. Right. And we've got a special, it's like a pitchfork, but it's got each fork is actually just a beveled piece of steel. And it's oh. it's like wedges. And you just take that and you slide it underneath there. And it'll it's it's already the weighted handle and everything. That's a pickaxe. Oh no, it's <laughs> it's brutal. So that but with the weight, as you go scrape it through there, it will pop those screws and, and break them off. I mean, it, it's just insane. <laughs> it's a great tool. So I don't know who invented it, but I love it. So if you ever got yeah. to take one of those well, apart, look one of those up. Yeah, no doubt about it. So because concrete is porous, though, and water can make its way through it. Yes. You know, like I mentioned, it's not a bad idea to use like Schluter Curdy over it or a roll-on. Uh, Tremco makes a number of different roll-on products. But, you know, because you want another layer of waterproofing. Um, and then that said, even if you wa- if you waterproof it, then you got to be careful about your setting materials because mm-hmm. you can't use organic materials like mastic. Right. They don't stick to waterproof stuff, so no. your tile can start falling off the wall as soon as it gets wet. So, right. so you might want to watch that. Set. You're going to use a thin set product for sure. Yeah, and then the other thing is it, the one downside to Dora Rock and Hardy Board are they are more difficult to work with in some respects. I mean, you're not just grabbing your utility knife and snapping them off. You might need a cutter or a grinder. Uh, Durock makes a four tooth blade, or I'm sorry, Hardy 
they have a four tooth blade that works great. Uh, you don't want to cut that in the house. It makes a lot of dust. Yep. Make sure um, you got a respirator. Both of them around. are, yeah, both of them are fairly easy to work with. They just, you know, they both require special screws. Yep. You know, they want their own brand of screws or style of screw. Um, and that's important on each of those because can't use a, let's, I'm, before I get done here, let me, because I only got one more thing, but it just really popped in my head. It's a good point. On interior drywall, on yeah. interior locations, dry locations, you can use the black phosphate coated drywall screws. Right. But you start getting into these wet locations, you're going to want to use galvanized, mm -hmm. stainless, the Durock screws are probably powder coat or something, but they don't rust. Right. Uh, and you might think it's not worth the extra money, but I've <laughs> seen people put up really nice stone tile. Yep. And in six months later, they're calling me because they have this brown spots in their tile. Yep. And I go, yeah, that's the screw rusting behind it, and it's soaking through the stone. Yep. And, and now, it'll come through the grout sometimes, too. So if uh -huh. you have a stain in your grout, it can be from a screw that's behind that. Uh, that tile yes. or that that grout that's rusting and, and bleeding through. So you have you, you want so to use no joke. The, you know, use Just, the correct Durarock screws. Plus they have special heads on them so that they sit nice and flush. You don't end up having to worry about right. them getting you know causing bumps and irregularities right. when you're trying to uh, tile the wall. Because the problem is the phosphate standard phosphate coated drywall screw will hold all those up. Oh yeah. But when they start rusting, you could have some real serious issues down the road. Oh, so yeah. just spend a little more, get that other box of screws. You know yep. what I mean? So yep. don't without, cheapen out on that. Without question. So, so the last thing for calling for wall covering in, it's pretty common down here. We do a lot of tongue and groove ceilings, decorative ceilings. Yes. So we typically won't even put half inch wall board up or five eighths wall board. We'll actually use half inch plywood, CDX plywood. Okay. And that typically meets our fire restriction, at least down here. I'm not saying it does in the city of Chicago. Right. But what it does, it gives you a nice solid backing then for doing a tongue and groove ceiling and everything. So if you're looking to do a wood ceiling, like in the picture there, you could have a drywall beam. So that it would just be, you know, half inch or five eighths drywall, mm -hmm. but just do plywood then on the bottom of the rafters or ceiling joists so that you can put your tongue and groove up and boom, done. Boom, so done. It makes it a lot easier. Boom, just done. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Just Plus like that. Plus, it's a good look. Yeah. Well, we do a lot of that down here. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how much plywood we go through and, you know, trying to do a ceiling. So. Well, and then if you're outside, uh, you have a, a covered porch. People want to have a nice smooth finish there. You can put up the fiberglass back drywall and skim coat it. A lot of times mm -hmm. you'll see people hanging regular drywall up on on an exterior, uh, you know, a porch or something like that. Yeah. And that's when you start to see it doing these little uh, waves. The sag. And it's got the sag between them. Even at 16 on center, I've seen, you know, the drywall start right. to sag because it's not meant to be out in that humidity like that. It's not meant to be out in the elements. So make Well, sure and I think in, in, in the Chicago area, I know what I ran into most was attached garages. Mm -hmm. So the garage was not heated. So it picks up all that humidity in the summer, winter, you know what I mean? Snow right. melt or rain in the summer. And people want to drywall their ceilings. And I'm like, no, just go get half inch foam board with the, dry, with the uh, foil, right. foil face. Yeah. And just use roofing nails and put that to the bottom of the rafters. It's easy to work with because it's super light. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sag. It gives you R5. 
you know, gives you a radiant barrier. And then you take foil tape, put that on the seams and spray the whole thing white. Because <laughs> your ceiling doesn't get abused. You know what right. I mean? So it gives you a ceiling finish that won't sag. It gives you some R value and it's super easy to work with. So Excellent. there's always a good way to do it. Sure. Sure, there is. <laughs> well, hopefully that helps you through uh, wall coverings, drywall, uh, sheetrock, um, whatever, whatever you want to call it, wall coverings. We call it wall covering. Yeah, we're going to call it wall coverings because that's technically what it is. Depends on the location where you're going to use it, and that's that's when you want to select the correct product for that area. And a lot of times, like Rich has already said, that's driven by code. But if it's not driven by code. You can follow these guidelines to actually make sure that you do it once yes. and not have to come back and do it again later on. Exactly. So, with that right product for the job, we'll be back again with next that. week, but I don't know what the topic's going to be. So you're going to have to stay tuned. In the meantime, keep it right. square and level until, until next time. time. Until next time. There you go. Did that just come off like real smooth? Like almost like I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, that happens every three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> hard to get a couple practices. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, every three weeks it goes smooth. Right.